This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually... It's so much more than that. It's all around us. It's been another busy week, hasn't it? Were you one of the thousands who braved the weather over the weekend and headed off to Central Forest Park to see waterfalls? I was... And at one point on Saturday night, I certainly felt like a bit of a waterfall as the rain poured down and I was sitting on my chair in Central Forest Park wearing all of my waterproofs, my woolly hat and an extra poncho as well. God bless a British summer, eh? But then the show started and I was taken away. I was definitely not sitting in the middle of Stoke-on-Trent. That was no story, if I'm being honest, to what I watch. But to be fair, that was actually stated in the programme that it was just somebody's imagination and there wasn't particularly any real plot line going on. But I would say this, there were definitely sort of storyline bits to some of the segments that were that we were watching. I absolutely loved it. I was taken away. The big bed, the car, the, the hamster wheel and the woman on top of the hamster wheel. I'm well aware it wasn't a hamster wheel. Um, the boats, the fights, the fire, the lights, everything. I just absolutely loved it. And I remember sitting at, at the end and thinking, wow, this is happening in Stoke-on-Trent. Could you imagine this happening in Stoke-on-Trent 10 years ago, five years ago? I know there is a lot of local talent around and that really does need showcasing as well. But when you think about it, we're attracting some world-class performances, performers to our city. Now, my favourite thing about the whole production, though, was the fact it got people talking, whether they liked it or not. If you go on the Appetite Facebook page, all sorts of reviews going from what on earth was that to, wow, I was just taken to a whole new place. And people were talking on the night as well. I overheard conversations between children and parents, all of whom had a different take on what they saw. And surely this is what it's about. This is it, isn't it? it it's this, this whole talking to each other in your own interpretation. Well, for this week's podcast, I've um, finally got my hands a little bit dirty. I headed over to the former Spode factory in Stoke and um, things are getting a bit dizzy there because uh, the British Ceramics Biennial takes place next month and already lots of preparations underway. The artist who's responsible for this and um, it's an idea that I put to BCB a couple of years ago or a year ago and um, um, it's about the Six Towns collection, which is held across six libraries in, in the Six Towns. So today I have come to the former Spode factory where there are a good dozen or so people getting their hands very, very dirty uh, with red clay. We are all 
making books for a special exhibition at the BCB in just a few weeks' time, and it is all down to Keith Harrison, who I spoke to a little earlier. Okay, so today is part of a two-day making session to produce um, up to 800 books that form the Six Towns collection, and we're looking to make a, a full clay replica of that collection. And why, why books? Well, I think books for me, the title is called Knowledge is Power, and so I was really keen to produce um, a project that was about libraries and about learning, and therefore um, books are a big part of that, although not exclusively, and to a certain extent recognising that it's, that might have shifted in some ways in terms of where knowledge is housed. But in terms of the Six Towns collection, that they, they hold this information they have they have kind of a power in them and so in some ways this is a very literal um, interpretation of that and as you learn as you get to know more your 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 power increases this is this is all all ages we've worked with um, primary school children secondary school children up to now groups and today it was a, a call out I think from from eight to to whatever age so it's yeah for all, all, all ages why is it important to you to get people in the area involved in this? I just think this, this for me kind of is, it's, it's, it's about the Six Towns collection which is all about Stoke, um, its history, its people, its culture in, in broadest terms and so the fact that the people of Stoke will also produce it to me just seems very fitting. So like I say, getting my hands very dirty, I've been making lots of noises like this as I make my book, although I have now just ruined it because um, we've been getting uh, baking books in, uh, that are from the library and um, in a way that bricks would have been made originally. So that's how we've been doing it. I'm, I'm now at a point where I've got my book in the mould and um, I'm not going to lie, I'm now a little worried because I've got to take the book out of the mould and... Um, I worry that this is where it's all going to go a little bit, when I say a little bit, I mean horribly, horribly wrong. Obviously this is the beginning of the project. How will it develop from today? Well, this is the production part in terms of the, the books, but we're also producing shelves locally. All the, all the, all the technical aspects are, are all using industries um, and businesses that are in and around Stoke-on-Trent as much as we can. And so once we've got the books, then we'll be looking to then house them on the specially made library shelves and they'll be put in position ready to be, to be fired over the duration of the um, BCB festival. What made you decide that this was what you wanted to do, that ceramics, art, clay? I think, I think some of it was a, a process of um, slightly um, finding the material and um, it wasn't what I originally intended to do but there was something about the nature of this, this stuff that we're working with that I find compelling and um, I don't always work in clay but I find myself increasingly drawn back to it for, its, for, for the things that it does and the things that I want to try and do with it. It's time now for me to go and put some slip on the spine of the book to identify the book and then stump the Dewey number on it as well. Um, I think it's safe to say when we look at this, um, maybe, just maybe, I shouldn't be giving up the day job. It's come, turned out better than I thought it would, though. <laughs>
excellent. That means my book is finished, but I, I really feel I should um, get it checked out by the man in charge himself, Keith. It's there, it's at the back, it's quite a chunky one. Which one are we looking at? This one? This one, yep. Have I done okay? Yeah, that is brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. And all the books, although we've got a fairly regular kind of mould, they all come out so differently according to the, the people who are making them, the speed that they're done. And um, yeah, everyone, although I kind of didn't envisage that they would be quite so different, I think it's been quite an exciting almost development really that the the individuality of the maker is coming through and that's to be expected perhaps but it wasn't it wasn't in my my mind as we started now see all i can see is i can clearly see the join and to me it looks like a cake and i spend a lot of my time <laughs> baking so i feel like i've got my cake side out <laughs> i think yes absolutely well, to a certain extent yeah we're made in two halves and the way they come together uh, there's a not a lot of analogies to cooking i think in ceramics and uh, the way rolling and the the general way of working so uh, yeah that's to be expected at all well thank you very much for letting me take part and um, oh, as you can you. see thank i've you. only just managed to get my jury number <laughs> i think you've definitely got the record of the longest jury number in the whole set so please come along and, and see it being fired when we uh, come to switch it on i'm really looking forward to coming back and it's just really really exciting to be able to have a, a piece in part of such an important artwork in part of such an important time for stoke on trent as well yeah i think it you know to a certain extent there's a culture is at the heart of this kind of um, Stokes identity and uh, how it how it takes itself forward. So it's really exciting to be part of a project with Stoke at this time. Hi, I'm Neil Brownsword. I'm an artist who's based in Stoke-on-Trent. This is a, a part of the former Spode building, um, just adjacent to the China Halls. Um, this is obviously a, a work in progress that's, that's going on at the moment as people are, are coming and uh, and going. But um, this space is yours, isn't it, Neil? Uh, yeah, we'll be working here for the duration of the setup um, for the BCB. And then it, the show will open on the 22nd uh, with a private view, open to the public on the 23rd of September. But we have uh, access to this space to develop a site-specific response to the architecture, the kind of history, um, associated presences of some of the spaces, you know, spaces where workers once kind of occupied. So it's an open brief, really, the project, and uh, we're just starting to figure out narratives and ideas which uh, we can hopefully take forward during this course of the residency. As it stands, it is basically an empty room the, the echoes you can hear on on the tape and everything um what do you see coming in here yeah i mean um the the brief of the project is called place and practices and i'm working with two korean artists who have a very strong ceramic tradition and Korea has a very strong tradition going back many hundreds of years. As to Stoke-on-Trent, so I was quite interested in examining and exploring parallels between the two and also practices, you know, nuances of kind of handling the material. And uh, our kind of industrial heritage in relation to something which is very, very craft-orientated. Um, so I, I thought it was kind of trying to find some kind of middle space where we could both connect and feed from each other, really. Yeah, you mentioned about the, the, the two different sort of histories of Korea and Stoke-on-Trent. 
what do you hope to to gain from working together yeah i mean it's um partly to do with cultural exchange because the history of ceramics is something which is uh, based on cultural exchange i mean the whole industry in Staffordshire wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Chinese importing uh, porcelains during the kind of late 17th century, early 18th century. So we we built a whole tradition upon stealing ideas from the Chinese, <laughs> um, which again we then came up with our own uh, materials and um, you know kind of design styles based off that kind of period of, of sampling information really and then combining it to create new forms which we recognize as Stoke-on-Trent really um, so yeah I'm, I'm kind of very much interested in that um, you know subtle shift of knowledge and how we can then you know kind of absorb it and then spit it out in different forms really Blank space as it stands at the moment. You have your private viewing on the 22nd of September, then open to the public on the 23rd. What happens between now and then? Uh, lots of kind of stress and kind of scratching my head and <laughs> testing and failure, which is all part of the creative process, really. We, we kind of... Um, yeah, it is a scary thing because I, I kind of... I could have just, desi- you know, come up with the work and then plonked it in the space, but... It's that element of risk and, you know, working with something which is completely open or unpredictable, which still has an interest for me and the people I've invited to work with me. Um, So I think that's a kind of important component of the project, really, is this embracing chance and uh, see what happens. Growing up, you you grew up around, around here. Did you always want to be an artist? Um, I was always creative as a child. I mean, some of my earliest memories are we live in a place called Bradwell. Well, my mum and dad do, which is in Newcastle under Lyme. And, um, you know, the whole area is just red clay. You kind of shift the grass from under your feet and it's there as a kind of material. So you can't avoid it, really. So, And again, historically in the woods, there were kind of, when I was growing up, there were brick factories which used all this raw material for, for brick and tile manufacture. Uh, we used to play in these spaces which are known as marl holes as kids, which uh, where they would, would quarry clay. So yeah, it's it's been there since a very early age, you know. So yeah, it's just this kind of abundance of stuff which we kind of. So it's a constant fascination for me to carry on being creative with or thinking with. Well, I, for one, having seen the blank page that we are looking at right now, I can't wait to come back in September, have a look at what you've achieved. Would you mind if I uh, catch up with you in September? That'd be great. You can see and then ask questions and then, uh, yeah. Uh, and hopefully the Korean artists will be here then for the opening as well. So it'd be great for you to speak with them and gauge their experience and how they found Stoke on Trent. I know my colleague who's here now, Jory Kim, is fascinated by the history of the place, really. So it's a, you know, it's a real gift for her to be here. What has she told you about, about what she finds about the place? Um, I just think, you know, we, I've driven around the six towns and I think she's kind of uh, to see how industry has been built in those places. And, you know, there's still places which are kind of thriving, some places which are not thriving as much. So it's that contrast. I think she's really interested in the fabric of um, 
industrial history and I, I think it you know I, again that's something I feel really passionate about is it's something which shouldn't be bulldozed to kind of make way for the new it should be absorbed into the new and um, you know these are spaces which is really important uh, I mean anywhere else in the UK they'd be kind of penthouse suites wouldn't they or you know canal side kind of accommodation but I think they're you know fantastic heritage we should look after it. I can't wait to see what Neil's artwork looks like. And I also really love the fact that I got to have a good old play with some clay for the first time since I was at school. So that would be the first time this century. Gosh, when you say it like that, oh my goodness. Anyway, and the fact that I also got to have a play with some clay in the former Spode factory with all its history, it really does feel quite special and the bcb festival starts next month it's on the 23rd of september for six weeks so it runs to the beginning of november it's the fifth time that it's taken place and uh, this time around we'll see artists well, more than 100 artists and exhibitions and events taking place not just at the spode site but across the city as well now don't forget you can follow the podcast on social media it is at cqh pod on twitter and on facebook it is cultural quarter of an hour podcast you can get a few extra treats and behind the scenes shots some uh, video of me actually getting my hands dirty and of course that is the way that you can get in touch with me as well please 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 if there's anything you want me to be talking about uh, anything that you want to contribute get in touch and let's see how we can work together and of course don't forget to download the podcast cultural quarter of an hour every wednesday